Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to The Star, a special message from Brother Jerry Burton. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. that God is patient. He is. He's a good God and He's very patient. And He don't mind getting His hands dirty even though we're made out of the dust of the earth. He, he's willing to get His hands dirty one more time when we fall and falter and fail. And He's always there. I want to talk a little bit tonight about the star. We want to do a, um, come to you tonight and talk about more of a seasonable message tonight. Tis the season. Amen. Amen. Love His time of year. You should not like His time of year. But the older I get, the more I get to where I can enjoy it. More blessed to give than it is to receive. Yeah, that's, why, that's how I felt too when I first heard it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it is. It's more blessed to give than receive. Because when you're giving, you're sowing seed. And it will come back. But I'll tell you what. You'd be amazed what a dollar will buy nowadays. People say, well, inflation's up high and stuff. You could take and... Used to be the dollar tree, now it's the dollar and a quarter tree, the buck and a quarter tree. But you can go there and buy something and just hand it out to people that really don't, that just don't, not expecting anything. Or go through a, a McDonald's or anywhere and pay for somebody behind you. And it just, it, it just does something. It's just unexpected blessings. And it's the little things. It really is. It's the little things. You don't think it is? It's the little things that tear us down every time. The little things trip us up, don't they? Well, it's the little things that help build you up too. Amen. Amen. It'll lift you up high. But we want to talk a little bit about the star. I got to thinking about the, the Christmas story. And I want to start with Matthew, starting in chapter 2. We want to read verse 1 and 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When God created the heavens and the earth, he, he created the stars. And he threw them out there. Knows them by name. Knows the number of them. You know, we can't count them, but he knows the number of them. It's amazing when you go outside. It amazes me a lot of times. I'll, you'll see stuff like that on videos or on TV or in magazines, and you see people out camping, and they're looking up and gazing up, and you see all these little bitty lights surrounding. And, man, I go home, and I'm looking up, and I'm just seeing darkness. <laughs> you, mean, you might see the moon, and I don't know if it's just the location where we're at, but you can see some stars, but you don't see them like, like the zillions and zillions and zillions of them like that. And it, it, but it's a sight. I mean, it's something, something... That's so far away that can shine. And then it takes so long for that light to make it to earth to where you can see it, the light years. And it's hard, it's hard for my mind to comprehend that something that we're seeing tonight may have, it may have left its sight right there maybe a thousand years ago or something. And it's just now getting here to where we're at to see it or something. I, I don't know. But it's, it's just phenomenal how God's put things out there for signs and wonders. That's what the stars are for, for signs and wonders. And there's some, a lot of signs going on today, amen? A lot of things happening. But he had a, he had a star in, in mind the night the Savior was born, amen? amen? Matthew 2, starting with verse 9. 
when they had heard the king, they, they was talking about the wise men. They went and they went and talked with King Herod. And this, this upset his apple cart. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. A lot of people believe that they were three wise men because of the gifts. There were three gifts that they just mentioned. Doesn't mean that's all the gifts they brought. That it just mentions three gifts. Doesn't mean there's just three wise men that came. I don't believe, I believe it was more than that. I believe there was, it's kind of hard. It would be very discouraging to think they were only three wise, smart people back then. And to see something like that and act on it and move. But the days we're living in, I don't know. It's, it's something. Now, let me ask you a question. We read verse 10 says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When was the last time the thing that you're following caused you to rejoice with exceeding great joy? I'm talking about the very thing that you're following right now in your life, where you're walking, the path that you're on right now. When was the last time it caused joy to spring up? And not only joy, but exceeding great joy. When was the last time you had a, a goosebump like that hit you because you come to a realization or you have an awe moment? I'm serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great God Almighty. Hallelujah. That came and laid his life down on Calvary's cross just for me. I don't know about you, I take that personally. I really feel like if I was the only human on earth, he would have made a trip here and done that for me. He's got that kind of love. I, I feel like he loves me that much. Amen. And you should feel that way today because he loves you that much. So we need to get stirred sometimes. Maybe we get so involved and so overwhelmed and just taken over with our life. And things going on around us. And it's easy. It's easy when you struggle, when you go through sickness, when your family's tore up and upside down. It's easy to lose your joy. That's when we need to refocus, get relined up, and lift our heads and start looking for the light. Amen. Amen. You need to look for the light to see if we can get that joy back. Amen. What are you looking for today? What are you walking in? What are you looking for in this life? This life is short. It is. And what we do daily, it's so, so easy to get lost in the daily grind of things. You're walking and then you get up, you get into the same routine. You get up, you go to work, you put in your time, you come home, and you do the same thing, and then... You go back to bed and here we go again. It, it rewinds again. You get back up and now we're on. We're doing it all over again. And then Monday, we're waiting on Friday to get here. And when Friday gets here, we're dreading Monday already. Before we leave work, we know what's coming up and we're dreading Monday before we even got a chance to enjoy our two days. The time that you have off. 
And we get, I mean, that's how we're so addicted or pushed down or kept down because we're not enjoying what time we have. We have a short time. This is a good time right here to be in the house of the living God. He has allowed you to be here. There's some people that can't be here. Their bodies won't allow them to be here. I, every time I see Sister Julie, I think of her mom, Sister Ethel. And there was, there was times there we'd sit and talk with her and she'd tell me, my body just won't, I can't come. My body won't let me. And I remember Sister Ham telling me things like that. Her body would not allow her to come. And that's, and we get like that when we're younger, too. We let this body rule us. <laughs> Amen. That preach, too, brother. We'll let this thing here rule us, and our bodies won't let us come. We'll just kind of do what the body wants to do. And we need to kind of crucify that thing and push it down. But what are you looking for today? What are you pressing towards? Where's your joy at today? Matthew 6, 33. He tells us, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye not your brother, not your sister, not your mom, not your dad. Seek ye. You do it. It's your job. That's your portion. That's what you're supposed to be doing. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. This is a, a command for every individual. Seek ye first, not second, not third, but first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. But we're so worried about trying to have earthly possessions and we put in so much time at work. We do all the overtime. We try to get the promotions. We try to have this and that and try to buy this and that, thinking this is going to move us up or whatever. New home, new furniture, new this, new that. And it's nothing. It's just stuff. It's stuff. It's stuff that's nobody taking it with them. When you leave this world, that new car staying behind, a new car payment, hallelujah. <laughs> Just the house, houses staying behind the furniture, everything. You ain't taking a thing with you. Ain't no U-Hauls behind, no, no hearse. But we're leaving it behind. But if we seek the kingdom of God first, all this will be added to you. Your needs will be met. Things that you want, things come. Things come to you. Now, I've come to find out, and I'm a slow learner. I mean, just take it for that too hard head but I've come to learn too that some things I thought I wanted after time I don't want or I don't need so some of these things that get added is some wisdom and some revelation that you get Luke 11 starting with verse 9 and I say unto you ask and it shall be given you when's the last time you asked when was the last time you humbled yourself before your God? And really, I mean, I'm just talking, I'm not talking about, you know, we pray. We do. We, we ask, Lord, help me. Lord, I need this. Lord, we want, and we, we give him this, our Christmas wish list. I like to have this new car. I need this. I like to have these new clothes. I like to have this new couch, new whatever. And we give him our wish list, and we like to see this happen, and this happen, and this happen. And he tells us to ask. But we, don't, we ask a mist a lot of times. We don't get serious with it a lot of times. Or, or worse, we get mad when we don't get it, what we ask for. Anybody got children like that? Uh, nut don't fall far from the tree, I'm telling you. It happens to all, everybody. They get it from somewhere. I'd ask the dad, and he'll say, it's just like his mother. 
<laughs> you ask your mom, just like your dad. So we're all like that, and we want it. But he tells us to ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. You've got to be persistent. You really do. You, uh, I'm going to use a, a church word. You've got to be faithful. Faithful. You'll, you'll hear that a lot in church. Faithful. you just got to be persistent. So if you really want it, and you want things from God, be faithful. Do what you're supposed to do. It astounds people. Even you can work for somebody, work for a business, and they tell you that you, they want you to do this, 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 and this. And you do that like a robot. You just do it because that's what they told you to do. That's your job. And other people come and you tell them you got to do this, this, and they'll do this. We'll, we'll jump three. We might do this. And we're ready to go home. And they get, can't understand why they're not getting promotions, why they're getting fired, <laughs> you know, things like that. And, but then your supervisors think you're the best thing since white bread because you're doing this, 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 and this, which is what you're supposed to be doing all along. When somebody asks you to do something, then you do it. Somebody asks you to pray, you pray. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of black and white. It's kind of simple, isn't it? You do what you're supposed to do. We read the Word of God, see what the Word of God tells us to do, then you just do it. And I tell you, your life will change. It will. Your expectations will change. Things will change. Amen. We need to start shining bright like the stars. I read about what stars were, and stars, I thought we need to be like, we need to be a star. And then I found out a star was a big gassy hump of thing, and it, it powered itself and it illuminated itself, and it had its own gravity. And I thought, I don't want to be that. I had other thoughts about being a bit of that star. Whew. I know a lot of people like that. But I don't want to be that. But I like to be bright like stars. Because stars lead, the stars led the wise men to Jesus. And if we can be bright like a star, and if we have the light of God inside us, then we can lead people to Jesus. And that's our main purpose. If they can see how many... T I, I think back when I was lost and undone. And I was looking for excuses or call, talking excuses why I didn't serve God. And I always looked at people that went to church because they were easy targets, low fruit. And I said, well, if so-and-so makes it to heaven, I ain't got no problems. And now I sit back and I think, man, I hope I ain't so-and-so. I hope people don't look at me and say, well, if so-and-so makes it to heaven, I ain't got no problems. I'll get there pretty easy and quick, probably beat them there. And we start thinking in that manner because we start comparing ourselves to other people thinking they're better or their sin's worse or whatever. And we, we're throwing out excuses. It's a personal thing between you and God. But if we start shining to where they can see nothing but God or see goodness, mercy, it leads them to them, leads them to God. John eight twelve. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
Man, I think a lot about light. Light has a lot of power. Anybody got any of those little solar lights? Man, I got a cool one at the house. It looks like a fire. It looks like a little fire in this box. And that thing will heat up. It'll, it don't get hot, you know, but it's, it's, it's imitation fire. Boy, that'll preach too. <laughs> but it's a little flame inside that little glass, and, and it'll stay until it hits a certain darkness, and all of a sudden that thing will kick on, and it looks like there's a little fire going on up there. Man, that's cool. I had that thing about three years, and it's still going. But when it gets in darkness, it don't work too good. After, if it's been dark all day or real cloudy, it'll still come on. It just don't stay on as long as it normally does in, this, in the light. That'll preach. If you stay in darkness very long, you might shine. But you're not going to shine very long. Your light's going to flicker out a little bit. You know what I mean? So you need to kind of stay in the light. Walk in the light. I really like the bobbleheads, man. I'll get some of them things going. You remember when those things were crazed? Having little solar bobbleheads, and you'd pop them out there, and, get them, and they just started waving and rocking their heads. Oh, it's not my notes. Sorry. <laughs> Philippians 2.15. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We are living testimonies. We are what people are looking at. And again, I go back to when I was lost and undone, and I'd seen people that uh, went to church, and they lived a rough lifestyle or did things that I didn't think was right. And here, here who, who am I to judge? <laughs> I, don't serve, I don't serve God at that time, and here I'm casting judgment. But these were just people. And I come to find out that Christians are people. Go figure. None of them's perfect. Man, they told me that a long time ago when I first got started coming. It had made my life a little bit easier. It took me a while to learn that too. That not all, everything that comes to church is perfect. Everybody's still working out their own salvation, and that's a good thing. Because you're working. That's better than being unemployed, amen? You're working out your own salvation, and that's what we need to do every day. You might fumble and fall and trip up. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. See, that's the thing. you got to get back up. You you fall and trip all the time, but just get back up. Dust yourself off. Repent. Turn away from that and keep on walking. That's a lot of it. We fall and then we roll around it and we don't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. I had to preach too, brother. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we're like that, though. We, we, we waller in it a lot of times. And God's too good to us to leave us like that. I'm glad about that tonight. I'm glad that He won't leave me the way He found me. Isn't that a wonderful thing? He found me all broken and busted up and just a dirtbag of a person. And I was young. I was a young person. Come to, come to God when I was in my 20s, early 20s. We popped into a church and... Half of them was like my grandparents' age. And then the other ones were like 40s, 50s, married with kids. Hear me and my wife come in, two young people, just 19 and 22, something like that, popping in. And, buddy, we was, we was on fire. We thought some things were, we couldn't believe people weren't excited about it. Like we were, we got excited when we got saved, when God picked us up, and we were just young people. It's like, what did you do? 
how bad was you before he got you? I'm telling you, I just realized I was going to hell over nothing. That's the bad thing. I was headed to a devil's hell. It wasn't because I was a bad person. It was because I was lost and I was undone. Then I realized once I got saved, once I got my name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, that my life had changed and I've never gotten over the hill. Amen. Tell you what, what he's done at Calvary for me. He has set my fields of fire. And when I start feeling bad or low or whatever, I start lifting my heads towards the heaven and looking for the light again. Amen. It's always there. And he can build a fire again. Amen. He's too good. Too good. Amen. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Follow the leader. How many times have you played that when you was little? Follow the leader. It's a real simple game. Hard to do sometimes if you've got somebody, if you're my size and you're following somebody real athletic. And go rolling around and flipping. I can't do stuff like that. And they know that too. <laughs> but we just simply follow the leader. Do what the leader tells you to do. Do what they're doing. You think you're uh, able to do this now? That? See what the leaders are doing. Follow the leader. Amen. Amen. Follow Christ. He'll, he'll lead you straight, the straight way, the way you need to go. Luke 6, starting with verse 35. But love ye your enemies and do good. And lend hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. And to the evil. You stop and think about that for a minute. He's kind unto the unthankful. How many unthankful people you know? I can't get in front of them here sometimes. Amen. I, I know I'm the, I know I'm the only one I know but you sometimes we get unthankful don't we and we got so much to thank him for so much to praise him for hallelujah been so good to me my mother-in-law used to sing it all the time my favorite song but I tell you he's kind to the unthankful he's kind to evil it's I was talking to a guy the other day and he was talking about people and friends and stuff like that. And he said, I found a trick if I wanted to get rid of somebody in my life. He said, I just loan them money. And he said, I'll never see them no more. <laughs> I thought, it's kind of like paying them to stay away, isn't it? He said, if you want to get rid of people, just involve money and just give them some money. And he said, you won't see them no more. I thought, I don't know. Let's try. <laughs> I'll be back in a few minutes and see if you got some more. Amen. But, it, but that's the way we are. we got to be kind one to another. And we know that a lot of times when we go to do things, there's going to be unthankful people. There's going to be evil people. But we still need to love people regardless. Because when we're like that, then our lights are shining. We become like the moon. I done a lesson a long time ago about reflections. And it, it was for me. It wasn't for nobody out here. I, I stood up here and... And preached it up here, but it was really for me. And I found out about the moon, that the moon does not have its own light. Isn't that amazing? You ever see a full moon so bright that it just it makes light for you to walk? I mean, it's almost, almost like dusk of the day or something. 
and it's so bright, but that's just a reflection from the sun hitting it and reflecting, and it's just illuminating off that like a big reflector. Every time I see a little, I got reflectors going up my driveway, and my headlights hit them, and they'll just, like you turn them on. I thought, man, I need to be like that. I need to let God's light hit me and just pop. We just need to pop sometimes, don't we? For God can, for people can see God in us, just boom. And we can do that by loving our enemies and doing good and lending and hoping for nothing again. Wish the bank was like that. And your reward shall be great. Amen. And people will know who you serve. They'll know that when, you, when you're out, here goes a Christian. Amen. Be kindly, Romans 10, 12 and 10 says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. The days we're living in, buddy, I tell you, people are power hungry. People want to be the center of attention. The selfies. and Everybody wants this to be the world evolving around them. And we need to prefer one another. There's just... We need to humble ourselves. And that's a hard thing to humble yourselves. If you humble yourselves, God will put you to work. You'll, if you humble yourselves and start working and start seeking God, the kingdom of God first, trust me, that light will start reflecting off you and popping you and doors will open for you. People will want to be around you and they'll want to get involved in things that you're doing. Ephesians 4 and 32. We're almost done here. I just wanted to bring something just a little bit seasonable, I guess. Something I've just been thinking a little bit about. Ephesians 4 and 32. Be you kind one to another. These are things that we're looking for. This is things that make us shine like, like the star, bright. If we can be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I've been forgiven a lot. I have. I've been forgiven a whole bunch. And I need to be like God. And when people do things, say things. And it's hard sometimes, isn't it? It's hard because I get unthankful. You don't realize what I do for you. <laughs> I've been out here breaking my back. And, and then all of a sudden we forget who we are. And then darkness will come shining out of that. But we need to remember that we're a child of the King. And if we can just be kind one to another, that's a big thing. If you, if you don't hear anything, hear that tonight and walk out with it. Let that find good ground. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. People are going through things. This time of year, people have lost loved ones. Even if it's been just a, even if it's been a year or so, it's a sad time for some people. Or it's a time that people miss people that aren't there. And you got to keep that in mind when not everybody smiles all 24-7. Some of us, we go through battles, and I don't know about you, but when you're fighting a battle, some people, they ain't like Muhammad Ali, buddy. They don't float like a butterfly and just dance and chant and all that. Some of us get real snot-bubbled ugly when we're fighting, and it gets ugly. So when you see people like that, that's a good time to be tender-hearted. And help, help your brother, help your sister. Amen. Amen? I'll leave you with this thought tonight, this last scripture found in Matthew 5 and 14. Ye, every one of ye, are the light of the world. 
A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. If you're, you're the light, like it or not, believe it or not, you're a light to people. Well, brother, how can I be a light? I struggle so much. I'm not perfect. I have such a hard time. How can I be a light? You're a light because you're here. You're here right now. You're here and letting the light reflect off you and beam out to others. You're here because you love God. And trust me, when you love God, something that's more than what most that's more than what the world, the carnal world has. They're lost. And they can still, even when through our failures, and we fumble and we're not perfect, but they can still see the love of God in you I seen when I was lost I seen people out struggling went to church but I seen the love of God in them and it still made me want to do something about it so we need to, to be a light God loves you tonight he loves you so much that he came to this world he took on a body lived on this earth for 33 and a half years let sinful man lay him and he laid down his life on a cross let sinful man nail nail him to a cross but it started all out first with his birth he didn't come in in a big wayfare he came in as a humble baby come in he could have came in with, with royalty. He could have came in a thousand different ways. He could have came in riding a white stallion with a flaming sword, but he chose to come in like a humble little baby. A couple back in the back, got that little precious child back here with him right now. That little baby back here. Babies are helpless. If they'd leave that baby here over the weekend and expect to come back and it'd be all right when they got back not going to happen they need they need their parents they need people to take care of them think about that the God of glory came into this as a humble baby that had to be watched over and took care of nursed and changed unbelievable and then as he grew started just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I, it, it, it would be hard to imagine him being a toddler. The terrible twos. <laughs> I bet he didn't have no terrible twos. I bet things he touched by came back to life. I bet roses started blooming when he walked by, just touching around. Or it'd be, it just, it just blows my. I, I sit around and think about stuff like that all the time. It was Jesus as a baby. It was him as a child growing up. You can relate to that. You all have children. You see your kids and how they are. And he was little and grew up. Oftentimes I wonder if he has a, what kind of sense of humor God has. I don't, I believe he has a sense of humor. Some of the things I prayed for and some of the answers I got, I know he has. <laughs> but he loves me. Amen. Sometimes I can think back and I it just, I chuckle. I do and. But I know he's stern too sometimes because he loves me. That's the thing I can't get over the most. He loves me and he loves you. 
He does. He loves you tonight. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Anything's possible.